still no new music yet. Still no. Just the regular music. No. Regular 1240 music. Did you notice last week Joel said that when we ruin the intro, we have a better podcast? Uh, but we haven't. We, we usually do ruin the intro. Yeah, it's almost every time. Almost every time. There's only yeah. really the one time. It's a conspiracy theory, I think. It's, it's one person's drunk ass theory. That's yeah. what it is. Stupid. Yeah. Welcome to the 1240 Hangover Cure podcast, and uh, I'm Rodders. I'm Harv. This is my co-host, Harv. G'day, world. G'day, world. <laughs> I don't think I even said that. No, you didn't. That's why I just I chucked it in there. No, it was interesting having Joel on, wasn't it? It was good fun, I thought. I, yeah. You know, I, I enjoyed it. I had the, uh, the um, uh, what's it called? Liquor I, and Whores. Liquor and Whores, yeah. I had that song in my head. Uh, up until sometime yesterday Liquor evening. And yeah, and it's going to come back now. Now that you've done that, yeah, yeah, I'll never be able to Liquor get rid of it. And but it's a funny thing to be singing under your breath while you're waiting in the line at the supermarket. You don't or really want other people hearing you no, sing you, that, you, do you? You, you kind of have to mumble the lyrics if you. But if you're not conscious of it, sometimes sort of, you sort of don't bother. You're inviting people to judge you a little bit if you're singing that out loud. <clears> yeah. Well, people don't like liquor. Well, people and will be will be judgmental if. You know, that's just probably the reaction you'll get if you sing it out loud. Yeah, such prudes though, aren't they? Everyone's I mean, conservative. Liquor and horse, I mean, they're so, not so bad. Sure, some people might get some enjoyment out of it and come up and high-five you or something. But well, uh, Maybe. You know, some dude, some other dude maybe. <laughs> some old guy. <laughs> hey, I like liquor and horse too. Hey, me too. High-five, buddy. Shh. I'll give you high ten. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, that'd be funny in the supermarket. That'd yeah, certainly make things better. better, wouldn't it? Yeah, that's right. Make everyone um, more comfortable, mm. I believe. If you had to pick liquor or whores, <laughs> which one? Yeah, which one's your favourite? That's a that's a tough. It's a one. tough question. It's a tough yeah. one, actually. <sighs> I don't know. I really don't know. It's it's a hard. You really can't decide. <laughs> it's a hard decision to make. It's really. <coughs> I'm sorry for springing such an important existential question. I suppose so early. I'm in the trying cast. to assess like which one I'd get sick of more, more quickly if I had to like. Well, it, it having one meant not having the other. Yeah, that's all it means. It doesn't mean you need to have more of one or the other. You can, you can still uh, have liquor or no, thought... in moderation. It's just if you choose one, you can't have the other ever again. Yeah, yeah. I don't really want to choose. No, you don't want to. Don't of course. To. Why would you? I don't want to choose. You know, but there's no both answer, is there? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, liquor's going to probably kill you faster. Yeah, it depends on the whore, trust it, me. It depends on the whore, exactly. Yeah. I mean... Uh, You've obviously never... Yeah, I just wonder where, which... Probably I would give up whores. Really? Yeah. You know why? Why? Because I think that leads down a bad path. Like if I can't, and liquor doesn't. If I can't have alcohol, have you ever had a whore without having liquor first? I mean, well, doesn't imagine liquor if you get tired. Of, you get tired of, of the uh, of the same type of whores. You know, who knows what sort of well, no, debaucherous no, activities you'll of seek pro- out after <laughs> after desensitizing yourself to every type of prostitute there is. I, d- I think you're thinking of some sort of prostitute <laughs> banquet that it's not implied by this that you, you, your whore you know habits would stay essentially the same even with yeah uh, but it means I can't drink yeah but you can't drink first you can't would actually drink. have a lot less use for and I think if you I, weren't drinking I, I, that's I think what I would think I, I, I think of the situations that you know I've engaged in that industry yeah <laughs> that's a nice way to say it um, the whores you've banged yeah the whores yeah. that I've 
um, boned. <laughs> um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, I've been drunk first. I've, I've been drunk, not them. That's what I mean. I think liquor is a prerequisite for whores, at yeah. least in your experience that I'm aware of. So maybe I, I would view it totally differently if, you know, I was sober and I went. Yeah. Uh, it's a shame we didn't queue up that recording that we did in Reservoir that time. What recording? Remember oh, we got the... drunk and you said you were going to go to a prostitute. Don't go to a prostitute. Trying to dissuade you. <laughs> I'm going to a prostitute. Don't go to a Don't prostitute. Don't go to a prostitute, Rodders. <laughs> Pretty sure it ends with you going to a prostitute. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. They were the they were the days. Yeah. 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 Now the, speaking of the bones, trips, the trips that we used to go on. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Very clever. But uh, yeah, no. That well, uh, not that um, you know. I don't know why I brought that up. That wasn't part of what we were trying to talk about today at all. So. No, um, even but usually the fact we, that you haven't the, made the, a choice—that's fine. Opening statements, opening statements. Something always. We comes had to up. recap last week's episode because it was it was a uh, it was a unique episode. episode. It was, it was. In fact, uh, we're going to be doing a bit of recapping from last week's episode. Uh, in fact, I think everything that we're planning to cover in this episode was mentioned Probably briefly. It was meant to be in that episode, but there weren't many things that weren't mentioned in that episode. It was a very fast-paced. Yeah, um, it, it random thought kind of stream of consciousness episode. That's wasn't sort it? of what it was. It didn't didn't follow any particular uh, format. Yeah, it wasn't the regular podcast. No, I wouldn't call it the regular podcast. It was at all. led by another person, basically. Yeah, by a madman. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> mad bearded man. Still, it stands out as one of my uh, one of I my most it, enjoyable though. ones to I listen actually, to. Yeah, listen to it back, and uh, you know, I don't always do that with our podcast. I think I listened to it twice. And it was pretty funny. Yeah. I don't think I've ever listened to one twice before, so that must mean something. Yeah. It was mainly to hear Liquor and Whores again. That's right. I mainly d- listened to it back to play that in double speed. <laughs> yeah, that sounds funny. I wish we had that queued up too. <laughs> yes, so, but we don't. So. so we were going to recap one thing, which is uh, your um, absolutely insane claim on a previous I podcast. I think insane. Yeah, on the previous podcast. I can't remember how long it was ago, actually, but it was uh, it was a good five or six podcasts ago, at least, I reckon. Maybe more. Yeah, it was a while I ago. I talked about, what, DMT and... and no, uh, no. You, you made an outrageous claim that uh, smelling farts is good for you. And then when I challenged you on it, you refused. Right. You clammed right up, Rodders. We're doing, and we're doing that order, are we? We're yeah. doing it in that order. Yeah, I figure, I figure that's, you know, we should get that... Get See, that out of the way. Had that all wrong. We really should have decided that before we recorded. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Anyway, farts <laughs> are good. Farts are good. Yeah. Farts, and uh, uh, yeah, I, I actually they, they you don't know, smell good. Of course. You've you've come prepared with evidence this time, I believe. So, well, uh, yeah. There's a bit, it's it's quite easy to find actually. If anyone did, you know, want to take up the initiative and 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 look up the reason why smelling farts might be good for you, then you know it's pretty easy to find. Pretty much just typed in farts good into my search <laughs> and it gave me the answer so um yeah did, did google come back first saying seriously and then you had to like, click yes didn't you mean yeah <laughs> didn't you mean farts good with the correct grammar <laughs> that's all it did fair enough um but yeah i mean it's hydrogen sulf- sulfide sulfide in, uh, uh, hydrogen sulfide, it says in the article yeah, that you uh, linked up. That's the beneficial um, agent in farts, right? Apparently that um, uh, you know we could play that 
that first clip, I think. Of, yeah, we'll play that. I, it's that it's worth noting, though, before we get quickly. into this, yeah. that um, hydrogen sulfide is toxic in large doses. It, that's what I was going so to... I was going to put that you on... You don't want to overdose on fast. I was actually going yeah. to mention that in the counter. Yeah. Okay, we'll yeah. Well, we might cover that a bit more later, but uh, before you start, like if you're farting right now, don't connect a hose to your asshole and your mouth and because that's, yeah. that's kind of like, you know, <laughs> committing suicide in a car uh, at this point. So I just had that visual in my head of a hose coming out of my, <laughs> <laughs> my mouth. All right, here goes nothing. Extinguish <laughs> that uh, dermatitis I've got. <laughs> a glass of wine a night isn't working as well as I'd like, so I guess I'll try this. I'll try sucking my own farts. <laughs> All right, play the clip. All right. The part of the fart that creates the stink, hydrogen sulfide, could reduce the risk of cancer, heart attack, strokes, arthritis, and dementia. Farts on a plane. An article published in the New Zealand Medical Journal suggested that due to the low pressure on airplanes, flying may cause people to have to fart more. Anyone who's and flying. holding in that oh, fart may cause bloating, heartburn, no, and even a stroke. So they suggest <laughs> releasing your gas when you're on an airplane. Sp okay, stop it. They, they go on to space farts after that. That's right, yeah. Um... But, yeah, I can remember from being on planes, you know, sitting there in uncomfortable and thinking, do you do that thing sometimes? Have you ever done that thing where you just try and bury it into the seat? You just try and bury the fart into the seat? <laughs> no, because I do guess... Do a slow release and just bury it into the seat. And do you remember no that scene in the ice storm when he gets up and he's doing an essay on farts and he says... Um, that farts are actually tiny particles of shit. Shit. shit particles. Being released into the air. So when yeah. you smell someone else's fart, you're really essentially just Tasting easting their, eating their shit. Yeah, their shit. Well, I think of that when I fart into something and I think that's going to go in there and it's going to stay in there and forever. And it's concentrated too. It's and it'll quite, be more concentrated the closer you are to it. So yeah. I don't. I try to set them free, but I try and do it pretty quietly if I'm on a yeah. plane. I can't I can't set them free without being obvious about it. You actually know this about me. I tend, yes. to, I tend to rock to one side if I'm going to set it free. So yeah, and uh, pretty, much, knows. pretty much anyone who's listened to the podcast has heard one of your farts, at least in they the background. Have. Yeah, even subliminally, maybe. Yeah, in fact, I think that's why we talked about this in the first place. I think you let one rip and then tried yeah. to sell it to me. That and it tried to claim that it was good actually for good for your health, mm. Yeah, which it is. There's so uh, apparently it is. Uh, in small amounts, in small amounts, because... Let's make that clear. Yeah, because hydrogen uh, sulfide in very large amounts has actually been known to cause mass extinction of the human race. So, <laughs> is that the stuff that comes out of volcanoes, Rodders? Uh, yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, but Not that's obviously, good. obviously, that's you know, the Earth farting is a bit more larger in scale than one person. Well, than apparently, uh, Exeter University, uh, university experts say the gas has potential to be a healthcare hero. Well, yeah. It's so obviously... Like the, video, like the clip said, it's, it, you could cure cancer with it, maybe. In the right dose of fart... Right dose. You know, it's, it's quite a... You know, they're talking about um, quite a few different diseases that it helps with. You know, stuff that seems fairly um, unrelated, you would think. Yeah. But it does seem to have some uh, pretty nice and I, I benefits there. I didn't actually put a link to this either, but apparently women have a slightly higher concentration of hydrogen sulfide in their in their fart. Right. So smelling their farts may be even more beneficial. But, you know, being that we're talking about larger quantities of hydrogen sulfide being dangerous and perhaps smelling women's farts might be actually more dangerous because they're more potent. 
Well, it's, which it's, is why they why they tend to you know mask it more. Yeah, you don't want to overdose on a woman's fart. No. Uh, as much in as fact, I noticed uh, in <clears throat> probably a quite an irresponsible comment in light of that, uh, where uh, a guy in one of the comments under the video said, "I sniff my wife's farts, my wife's farts under the sheets whenever I get the chance. I love her anus." Well, so um, he clearly loves every part of his wife. And this guy, every biological. It's romantic. Part. It's romantic. This guy it says, is, uh, "Thanks for giving me a reason to give my wife a Dutch oven." Now, again, I wouldn't recommend Dutch ovens. I think that would probably classify as an overdose. High concentration. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's the guy who literally farted twice while watching the video, which isn't bad. It's it's a one minute, 15 video. I probably did too. And I only watched half of it. I know I farted when I sort of woke up. It's generally one. I mean, they're talking about Dutch ovens. That's generally like more the start of the day. I tend to fart, I think. Do you drink milk? Not really, no. Because um, lactose sensitivity is one of the main reasons why people fart excessively. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember when when um, Timbo, my buddy Timbo, discovered this. He, he found an article that explained you're actually 34 times more likely to fart. Like as in you will fart 34 more. Yeah, in he, a, a multiple he did, of 34 did times the quick more than you normally would. Yeah, he said, oh, well, if you drink milk. thought to himself, maybe I fart four or five times a day. So if I drink yeah. more milk, maybe 150 times. Exactly. And, uh, and you know. It, did he put the, put that to the test? Yeah, well, yeah, we all did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's definitely the, true. I don't know about the 34 times estimate. I think biggest that, Biggest shit cloud in human history. Yeah, yeah. It was, um, it was a... A very healthy time for us, I guess. Well, in retrospect, maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. Maybe that uh, maybe potency was was actually detrimental. Who knows? Yeah. So you know, basically, I guess, do it at your own risk. Inhale someone's fart at your own risk. You don't really know how potent they are, but if they're a woman, they're probably more potent. I thought it was uh, dangerous. I thought it would be prudent, you know, because obviously now that we know farts are healthy. Um, you you want to know how to produce more if you need to, more farts. Yeah, because if you're not farting, then this information is useless. So, yeah, but everyone farts pretty much by default. How do you know? How do you know? But it's it's a biological. Requirement I don't think supermodels fart. But but it's a biological requirement. Of is the it? Body I don't know if it to is. Fart. You know. It's, I'm sure at least once during your lifetime, its, I guess. It has its function. You know. But I thought we could just quickly go through a list of foods, top 10 foods that are likely to make you fart. Okay. We already mentioned milk. So milk. And that, that goes for all dairy, anything with lactose. You got beans. All right. Now, now people, I once... People I'll, know about beans. I, I don't know. I don't think you're in... Were you involved in the bean challenge when we did that? No, I can't yeah, remember we, it. we ate only beans for a week. Baked I beans? Think. Any kind of beans. Just any, t- yeah. any type. And... Uh, I think we got about four and a half days in and we found out one of the guys had had a pizza. So we all went, fuck it, and we ordered pizza. So, but we got four days in. There was a lot of farting, so it does work. Uh, whole grains, which are, you know, they're good for you. So obviously, it's not necessarily a bad thing. I know, uh, I know things with high protein generally make you no, fart. There's not a lot of that on the no? list. No, oh, really? Let's get down the list. I haven't looked all the way down. Um, whole grains, vegetables sodas so that's just pure sugar i don't know that's why air. That, yeah but there's it's carbonated so air. oh because it's carbonated of yeah. course yeah, yeah that makes sense uh fruits hard candy hard candy so they say um and that's oh because sucking on a lolly will make you swallow air all oh, right onions 
Yeah, I think we already know that one. Chewing gum, again, for the same reason, I guess, sucking that they're sucking in air. And processed foods, because they're un un unable to be digested, digested yeah. basically, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, you get a lot of yeah. activity in the so tummy. It doesn't say anything about protein, so I don't know if that's not true or not. specifically about protein, yeah. but I, I remember when I used to have the after-gym protein drink and stuff. Right. I mean, I would... I'd, I'd fart heaps after that. Did it have milk in it? Maybe it was I think a lactose it was, thing. I think it was more that it was a bit of dairy. Yeah. Yeah, they mix them with milk, right? Those protein yeah, drinks. Pretty yeah. sure they do. Soy and stuff like that. Stay off the milk, people, unless, uh, unless, unless you, you want to do yeah, massive amount of farts. Yeah. Fill your house with a 34 shit 34 times what would be considered normal. Yeah. Don't light a match. No. <laughs> don't, just, don't bother cooking anything because your <coughs> house will, you know... Be engulfed in flames. Anyway, I, I you know, I, I guess, I guess, I owe you an apology. You were, you know, your your science was, was correct. And I, I knew it's not that I doubted it. I just wanted to see. The I knew proof. there was something in it. Yeah, I knew there was something in There's it. There's always something in it. Oh, There's always something in it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, um, yeah, no, very interesting stuff, and so, uh, and and you're welcome, world. Yeah, yeah. We hope we've. Added something positive there. I wish I had one ready. Yeah. I really do. But, I, I surprisingly, yeah, I just I don't feel like I need to. I've got nothing at the moment. I think uh, makes you know, me wish I had more fart sounds on here. I could just press sounds. Yeah, we probably should have just turned that into a fart box. Yeah, fart box. Yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> I, I, like I did. I did appreciate that they layered fart sound effects into the video that you queued up. That's. Uh, I wonder if there's. Uh, Here's a segue for you. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if there's any amount of hydrogen sulfite that you can inhale or whatever. Yeah. That will make you hallucinate. I wonder. I'd like that. Maybe. Have maybe. you ever hallucinated from a fart? <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> I remember. I can think of some times when I've taken a shit and almost, almost made myself pass out from the just stench of it. I've rem I remember Which times you've taken a shit. I've been sitting in this chair and nearly passed out. <laughs> well, that's right. But see. not hallucinate. No. Yeah, not not yet. Don't think it has that effect, does it? I don't think so, but I wouldn't put it past yours, to be honest. They have a very yeah. unique uh, flavor to I'm, them. They may have that potential. You know. Yeah. I don't know. I've, it's a shame, actually. I'm sitting here drinking almond milk. I should I should have just, you know, should gone for the lactose. Pure dairy. Full Probably cream. would have had one by now. Full cream, block of cheese. Yeah, I had I had some cheese in my sandwich though, so you'd think that it it was well, probably going to take still, some time. There's still some time in the pocket. There's still hope. Know. Fingers yeah. crossed, everybody. You never know. Fingers crossed. What does make you hallucinate though? What will make you trip? I don't know. Uh, acid. LSD. Yeah, mushrooms. Shrooms. Shrooms. Remember that time we did LSD? Yeah, I remember that. I mean, it was only a small amount of LSD. I did, I did none. I, I mean, it was almost none. I did like a quarter of a square or something, didn't I? Yeah, it was enough to trip for probably a couple of hours. Yeah, but I didn't feel anything at all. No, we uh, we did it for the Friday Thirteenth Marathon though, which was a which was a. Yeah, a, I remember. What, you, what was it like a thirteen hour experience or something? I yeah, think it was about thirteen and a half. We worked hours. out. Remember yeah. we yeah we did a we did a uh, a kill count I think. Death That's count. right, and pop outs. Pop outs. Yeah. Uh, that's 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 after a person's dead. Yeah, when their corpse pops out somewhere pops out and, for shock value and, and shocks somebody else. And uh, sex scenes, we counted the sex scenes, I believe. Did we? Yeah. I wish we still had those stats. They'd probably be pretty interesting. It's yeah, probably not a lot of people who've done that I, exercise. We just wrote them them down, didn't we? On yeah. paper. I can't remember where I was. I just remember us sitting there going, "Pop out." Yeah, just after a while, got mechanical. tits out. Yeah, just got mechanical <laughs> after a while. Yeah, that's right. And then, uh, yeah, I, I remember trying to sleep during the day after that. 
and yeah. just and just going. Man. Did you did you have a full sheet though? Because like the I remember no. like I do remember it specifically when I said to you, it was stuff it's not had... doing anything, and we're about halfway through Friday the Thirteenth Part Two at that point. Yeah, and he said, and and you said to me, you need to go and look at yourself in the mirror. Yeah. And I did, and my pupils were so dilated that they were, you know, like I had no iris showing Dinner at plates. all. Yeah. Um, yeah. You had the physical. I did. I had a physical trip, response, I but I didn't. Probably I had wasn't no idea. It probably wasn't enough to make you hallucinate or whatever. Or, or you know. No, but it's. I, don't, I didn't either. I didn't either because we didn't have enough, I don't think. No, nah, probably not. You needed, you know, a, a fairly decent amount of LSD. I don't think DMT is. I think that's way more potent. I would imagine so that you know you gets extracted only, out of the brain or whatever. <coughs> yeah, you only smoke a very small part of it. Yeah. Well, the people that I've never used it myself, so I wouldn't know. But um, someone that I've spoken to that has, yeah, says it's only a very small amount that you take, and the trip is itself is you know maybe five ten minutes. Yeah. But the the you know what you take away from it is um, you know. Is is LSD a purely like for hours. is LSD a purely manufactured chemical? I'm pretty sure it, it is. Yeah, that's not something that's naturally occurring in the human body or no. anything. It's something that was, I think, initially, we people could you know this is ill informed as well, but it could be a myth. But apparently, it was. Oh, well, don't say it then. We don't like to have it ill was originally. <laughs> some doctor originally made it to uh, relieve his own headache or something. Oh, okay. And so it was supposed a, to be a medicine. It was an originally. unexpected side effect that, yeah. that, that it had. Oh, I bet he was excited. He was like, probably, probably went straight down to the street corner and said, you know, get your headache pills. Just Enjoy these. Maybe he gave it to his cat immediately. Maybe. That. <laughs> <laughs> they observed that thing. Hopefully he didn't have any paracetamol in there. Or aspirin, is it? What is it? That's, yeah, aspirin, I think, that makes cats die. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. We don't want to do that. No, you don't want to kill your cats. Animal lovers right here. So, yeah, the DMT thing, it's always been interesting. You and I have talked about it a lot. And uh, it's... Talked about it that much. Well, maybe you were too drunk to remember. We've had some long... We've had some heated conversations about DMT in the past. Yeah, I guess, you know... Because uh, I think it's fair to say you're an advocate. You haven't tried it yet, but you're an advocate in in the sense of you would like to. I'm an advocate in, in that sense, yeah, that I would like to experience it firsthand before sort of passing yeah um, you know a judgment call on it there is there is no turning back when it comes to dmt though you can't just uh take it once and then go on with your life it permanently changes your brain structure i think there's probably been a number of times in my life where i've taken enough drugs and it's permanently changed me well when you think about it if you drink a bottle of wine that permanently changes your brain structure like it kills brain cells or whatever and well that's a type of permanence uh, you know rots your organs and whatever whatever it does i mean you heal from it obviously but you know i think awakening parts of the brain that are usually dormant isn't necessarily i wouldn't consider that damage but it is you can't you can't turn it around i mean you can't unawaken it well it could be it could be both you know like it could be a, a small amount of damage might be necessary yeah to you know, awaken these different areas of the brain. Yeah. I mean, it's like peeling an orange, you know. It reminds me of that, you know, that movie Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind where they try to erase people's memories and he goes to the doctor and he goes, oh, I just, you know, I'm a bit worried. I don't want to get brain damage or anything. And he goes, well, technically the procedure is brain damage. It's so firm. It's, it's um, deliberate damage. But it's just like having a, you know, heavy night on alcohol or something like that. Same, same amount of sort of 
damage. But the, I, I, starting chemical reactions of you know electrical activity in the brain, I, I wouldn't consider it even damage. I mean, if it's not damaging the cells, it's not damage, is it? Not technically, I guess. But um, yeah, apparently there's uh, a DMT machine. These scientists have made a DMT machine. Yeah. Which I didn't really look too deeply into what the machine is, but. Well, it's just supposed to it's simulate purpose, the effects purposely, of DMT. Purposely developed so that people can yeah. experience the effects of DMT. And I guess to... Well, that video sort of skewed it in a way that, you know, um, these types of experiences are dealing with the occult, and dealing with, you know, demonic entities and, yeah. you know, fallen angels and these type of things. And these things are, yeah. are you know, bad, you know, yeah. not, not that good. Well, let's um, let's play that video and then we can uh, we can extend the conversation. Yeah. But there was a sinister backdrop, some kind of an alien type insect, not quite pleasant. It wasn't like we're going to get you. It really felt more like I was being possessed. During the experience, there's a sense of someone or something else that's taking control of you. You're really not quite sure what's happening in there. It's got its own thing, its own flavor, its own visuals. And there were these reptilian beings, too. They were all around me, all these creatures. So I will leave you with that. As I said, as I was yeah, researching... Yeah, stop it then. Yeah. yeah. And that's, um, that's the author of a book called The Spirit Molecule. The Spirit Molecule, which Maybe I... As, as I or something. It's been a while since I looked at it, but I think there was a movie Maybe of it. Strauss. and I, Or there was a movie of the same name, at least. And it was pro DMT. It wasn't. It was pro all hallucinogens. Yeah. Um, and not for medicinal purposes. The spirit molecule was about the spirituality of it. Yeah, contact with uh, different different types well, of beings. You know, the, the spirit world, I guess, the or spirit whatever. World, yeah, whatever that is. Whether that's it's just an area of the brain that we access, or whether it's yeah. an actual, you know, physical quantifiable dimension of the universe is yeah hard to figure out. You know. It's an interesting thing because, you know, in, in some ways it lines up with things, you know, some of the more crazy ideas I have in my head that I would entertain. I, as far been... as, like, the universe could just be one giant sentient being, you know, and, and the universe is just like a brain and then our brain's like another universe for other organisms that are yeah. in there and so on until infinity, basically, you know, that this, this idea that you see the same patterns all throughout right. nature at different scales... You know, you see the spiral pattern in the galaxy, but you see it in the that. milk in your coffee or yeah. yeah, those those types of things. It seems like the mathematics keeps repeating mm. and the only thing that's changing is the scale. So the idea that you could like have a world, an entire world inside your brain is kind of aligned with that in a way. Sort of, yeah. Yeah, I think that's... I mean, we are present in our brains or in our bodies, right? Like it's it's something that everybody kind of knows without knowing exactly what they mean by it. Yeah, I don't think it's at the forefront of people's consciousness all the time to think about. No, you I'm go, actually just seeing what's inside my own head. I'm not actually yeah. anywhere. You know, no. maybe, maybe I'm just imagining where I am right now. Right. It, it sort of goes back to that thing that we played from Stevo a, a few yeah. podcasts ago, where he's yeah. talking about being sort of like a passenger in in your own kind of it's meat, a, it's meat a vehicle. Yeah. yeah, it's just a yeah, it's a, <laughs> in a meat vehicle. Yeah. That's right. But I mean, it's it's how I think it's how everyone kind of feels about their own well experience. I can speak from an experience I had fairly recently on it on after taking LSD, where I I did that thing where I looked in the mirror 
Yeah. And I, I thought to myself, nah, I shouldn't do this because I know I'm tripping <laughs> pretty hard. I shouldn't do this. <coughs> I thought, fuck it, I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. And see what I, you know, see what I look like. And I looked at myself and the first feeling I had, the first sort of, I started, you know, the thought process was, I am literally just a plastic bag. And what I actually really am is inside this human skin bag that I'm wearing. Yeah. That's, that was the thought that I thought process that I had. Yeah, well, I, I and it was kind of scary, and I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to. I sort of turned away from myself, looked back again, and went, "Fuck, I, I really do look just like like a human plastic bag." <laughs> I, I just don't want to, you know. So you're the hand inside the Muppet. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the invisible hand. As it were. You're a hand up a puppet's asshole. Yeah, human, basically a human skin puppet. Yeah. Well, you hear about that kind of experience all the time, you know. I mean, I've watched a couple of videos. Once when, when when we had that conversation about DMT originally, I did actually research some of it a little bit. Yeah. It was a while ago now, but I do remember finding a guy talking about it in a very positive sense. He said this is an experience everybody should have, <laughs> and it essentially awakens parts of the mind that um, make you feel like you are you know, a, a separate entity from just your body and that that perspective on life is healthy for everyone. And that's the bit where I always get stuck. Yeah. Is whether, whether or not that's really a healthy idea or not. It's a beneficial not. way to, to think about the world. You know? Yeah. I mean, you said it made you scared, right? Like it's something yeah, you didn't want to face. It's something I didn't really, but I couldn't stop thinking. At the same time, I couldn't stop thinking about it because I just watched um, Theory of Everything on yeah. YouTube as well. Right. Man, that, watching that on Is that the, um, the Stephen Hawking's that's, it, movie? It, it, it's sort of yeah, he's in it, right? Yeah, I thought it was all about him, like his biography. He's in or something. it, but yeah, I'd have to go back and, and see it again. I can only sort of remember individual frames from it, but there was right. times when I was watching it where I felt like the image. It just, I think I was just hallucinating because I just saw the image as a three D image outside the TV. Right, it was weird. It was just totally kind of like the ring. It wasn't like stuff was flying out of the TV. Yeah, but it was like the screen had come out of the the flat screen television I was watching yeah. and it manifested a 3D image of what was on the screen. So I was sort of seeing the, the 2D image of the screen normally yeah. and it was moving out into this 3D image outside the TV. Interesting. Things moving inside it and stuff and I was just like, yeah, I'm tripping pretty hard right now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. This, now's but not, there's, there's now's no not the time to go and look in the mirror. No. But that's exactly what I'm going to go that's and do. That's exactly what you did. <laughs> But it's it's there's never a, like when you're seeing things like that. Surely there's never a sense that that's real or that it no, represents something. No, I actually real. had a thought that yeah, this is just happening inside my own head. Yeah. This is how my you know the combination of the drug inside my brain and you know my normal three dimensional vision is producing yeah. this. That's not what's actually happening. Yeah, that's right. Well, I mean, your vision always has a, an intermediary, which is your brain. You know, we talked about it, I think last yeah. week or the week before. Yeah. Where you know your eyesight is actually very poor. Yeah, it's actually not that good. And so your your eyes constantly dart around to f see as much of the world as possible, and then your brain stitches together all of the images yeah. that your eyes send it into a picture, and you only see the picture. You think you're seeing everything at once, but you're not. You've got a whole bunch of That's blind right. spots that you're filling it's in all the a, time. It's just a lot of information lining up very quickly. To yeah. So the idea that that process could be hijacked is a no-brainer for me. Yeah. No-brainer, yeah. Well, that's but right, yeah. yeah it's, it nice seems one. logical to me that you could inject something uh, in, into your brain or whatever or, or disrupt the, the, the waves of your brain or whatever to change that process and then you would think you're seeing things that you're not, which is what hallucin 
hallucination is or what hallucinations well, yeah, do. It's, it's things manifesting in your in your vision that that you can't actually touch and feel them. Really. So so if that's the case, though, how do you explain how people seem to have shared um, hallucinations? Like it's not always the case. Like people take mushrooms, they see all sorts of weird things. Yeah. But if people take a DMT trip, they tend to see. You know, or, or I guess the other the other example is near death experiences where people always report seeing similar stuff. Yeah, like a white light. And yeah, you know, is there you're going down a tunnel with you know, towards the light, things like that. Yeah, all that's all that kind of or seeing the Virgin Mary. That's a common one, I think. Um, although I can't, I don't know how they can tell she's a virgin without. You right. know, it's a big some, assumption, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I don't know what they're doing these when they're in these hallucinations. But beings, they could be uh, have a whole different. Set I can of tell lives. you, it's not the first thing I'd look at if I saw the Virgin Mary. I wouldn't be like, can I just open up your your cunt flaps a bit just to check if you've got a hymen? Although, if she claimed to be the Virgin Mary, I'd probably need to well, ask for some sort of proof. Yeah, you never know. They yeah. might they might be com- uh, you know accommodating of that request. You never. She's know. probably used to it. She probably gets. You know, doubting Thomas is like you all the time. <laughs> <coughs> doubting Thomas is another religious figure too, yeah. strangely enough. <laughs> I'm not sure if uh, Doubting Thomas ever met the Virgin Mary. That, I'm, I'm not, no, that'd be an interesting skit though, wouldn't once, it? Once again. Let's know. not talk about this anymore. I'm going to turn that into a good idea one day. Yeah, okay. I don't want to give too much away, but that's, that's pretty funny. <laughs> so, yeah. So, there, there is... Um, science being done on dmt that's you know in, in a therapeutic way yeah i remember seeing the Ru- russell brand interview with these uh one of the i don't know the names of those two guys but they isn't i'll it tell t- you the names of the guy oh, the one guy uh dr robin carhart harris if you want to look him up yeah that guy and there's another guy and russell brand interviews them we'll put the link in the in the podcast notes We'll just play a bit of it. I, I basically oh, queued, it's it's a very interesting interview. I I yeah. just queued up basically randomly well, they, because all of it's good. They they talk about it from a therapeutic point of view, whereas with the other video, the guy's talking about you know occultism and and the spirit world and stuff. And this is yeah. less, less based in that and more based in um, you know just monitoring the effects and in a controlled environment more scientifically. Sort of thing. All right, I'll give this one a whirl. A lot of Jung's work on, like, say, for I've read something the other day about sort of compensatory dreams, like that, like that, that the unconscious mind is at least trying to narrativize your life or is trying to communicate with you. And you've talked already about the idea of archetypes. It seems that when we're, like, you know, in some senses, when we're referring to the transcendent or we're referring to a, a potent and all-encompassing being, it could in fact be regarded that our own unconscious is the repository for great information great knowledge that uh, and we have a kind of a peculiarly unceremonial and inconsistent relationship with this aspect of ourselves well absolutely and and this is where psychedelics come in because um i stumbled across kind of stumbled across some literature on lsd being used in psychotherapy in the 50s and 60s and um I was just blown away to discover that the main rationale for using LSD in psychotherapy was that it would lower ego defences and then allow access to this, you know, far vaster uh, realm of our minds, the unconscious mind. And I just thought, this is true. Uh-huh. So yeah, what I mean, are you, my father? <laughs> 
Yeah, Dad always tried to get me to take LSD, but I said no. No, Dad. No, Dad. Stop I will force, not. Stop forcing that masculine down my throat. Fucking hippie from the 70s. So, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, obviously, there's a lot more to, uh, you know, what they discuss in that, that yeah. interview. It's interesting. He talks about the original intention for LSD and, yeah. and how that um, was given to people to sort of lower their... Um, he said there the ego defense. Ego I think defense what he said, is what like he that. said. But yeah, but I, I from the other video, I was sort of getting from that guy that um, he thought you know doing this sort of thing is dangerous because you're easily manipulated in mm. that in that state when you're. Well, that's right. You know, it, 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 even even without the demons and and angels and crap that he was going on with. You're highly suggestive in that state, so people could, yeah. I mean, it could be could put you into like a hypnotic state and make, yeah. yeah it make it basically, would would connect your, you know, oral sense with, yeah, your um, subconscious senses, and th there must be a reason why the brain has a barrier between those things. You know, why the subconscious and the conscious aren't. Yeah, I don't think they're meant to spill connected. over into each other. Con constantly no i mean i guess sort know, of what we do when we, you know, if we remember a dream that's like an example of when say, it spills yeah. over yeah but uh, you know I, I think they're supposed to interact but just not directly not not too directly because yeah, I maybe guess, maybe not while you're awake well maybe they are i mean maybe the best yeah well yeah you don't you just certainly don't want to have a mix of things that you're imagining and things that are real from, from my first ad experience with lsd and stuff like that though is it that, that that's sort of what it feels like it feels like your subconscious spilling over into your conscious yeah. mind i think that's essentially what it is it sort of connects the two more directly yeah. than they ever are it allows, so i suppose what yeah. what would life be like if you were constantly tripping on lsd it, it probably wouldn't be pleasant it would get a little bit tiresome after a while i imagine yeah yeah, it would be. You wouldn't be able to function in the real world, but would it matter? if and, You wouldn't even believe in the real world by and maybe after a few days of tripping. <laughs> maybe you're not supposed to make these permanent changes so often yeah. in your brain. I mean, a lot of um, the reasons I've heard for people doing DMT is to actually rehabilitate you know, yeah. their uh, drug addiction or they've um, you know experienced massive trauma in their life for whatever reason and they're depressed and you know they go and make the trek into the Amazon and... Um, see the ayahuasca people and they mix up their natural brew and they give that to you and apparently yep. you meet mother nature and she sorts you out yep she says fixes everything you know cut it out stop it dickhead all of it <laughs> <laughs> it's true though i mean you do you know you just need to scroll down to the comments of that russell brand mm. episode and yeah. you get I don't know you get dozens of claims of people who had depression cured or drug addiction cured by DMT or LSD. Yeah, so, I mean... He well, said, this guy here says, well-researched and safe administration of LSD cured my depression and anxiety almost overnight. Now, I, there's, there's no reason for people to be saying things like this if it wasn't true, especially well, en masse like that. People have said MDMA... Well, there's been case studies of, of, of uh, MDMA as well that have... MDMA is ecstasy, right? Ecstasy that, yeah. that have helped with people's depression. Yeah, so... Well, of course it does, but uh, longer, it term, does. It, longer term, it's been said to cause depression because it depletes the serotonin and Well, melatonin. that's right. It's Again, I think it's sort of one of those things where if you constantly did it, yeah, it would yeah. naturally it would just do a lot of damage and yeah. wouldn't be beneficial in, in, in a lot of ways. But, you know, doing it as, as a, as a once-off type therapy when you're in a really particularly low place or, um, you know, you're just really fucked up. Yeah. 
Then... Well, there's an interesting comment actually below that one that I just read out. This guy, Damo666, Satanist, of course. Wouldn't you know Damo. It? He says, never had depression until I gave up tripping. Now that's, see, that's the, the flip side of it. It's right. saying, well, he gave up tripping and then he was depressed. So he should trip to stay not depressed. Right. But perhaps he would never have got depressed had he not... Had he not done that in the first place. Done the place. drugs in the first place. So it's could a bit be, of a catch-22 there. Could be a side effect from... Yeah. Depending on the amount, you know, he's done or whatever. Yeah. Who knows? So, I, I, look, I don't know. As you know, I don't, don't know what to think about all this stuff. I haven't got enough first-hand experience on it. Um, LSD, I think it's interesting. The only time I ever did LSD was that one time with you, and it, it really hasn't interested me that much since. No. Well, it's... Yeah, that's something that everyone has to make their own decision about. It's not something you want to yeah. push push someone else into doing because if it's not their decision, more than likely, they're not going to have a good experience on it. No, they that's come right. away thinking, uh, you know, that was horrible and I never want to do that again. No. Speaking of horrible, no, I was just kidding. I'm not going to do a segue, but we did. We are dealing with another uh, anniversary of 9-11 tomorrow. 16 years. Or if you ask... Drunk Joel, it's uh, nine ten because he only wants to deal with. Yeah, he doesn't rounded can't be... to the nearest ten numbers. Well, he's he's like our uh, <laughs> our metric system. Yeah, that's metric right. Money system. He's got sick of one, two, three, and four. Yeah, he just so wants a zero and five. If you take into account the JP rounding error, um, yeah, nine ten. But yeah, nine eleven is tomorrow again. Nine ten. The anniversaries seem to uh, come around quicker and quicker the longer it's been since the original event. Is that because time is speeding up? Is that what's happening? Yes. Time's spe- actually speeding up, isn't That's it? That's correct. Yeah. Have That's some more DMT, you fucking... Yeah. <laughs> speeding up, I can feel it. <laughs> Exponentially. One of us is in deep trouble. And it's time. Uh, so yeah, I thought it was a good time just to uh, maybe recap some of the nine eleven conspiracy theories. We did have a chance to ask Joel last week. Well, yeah, that's right. You know, Joel being I don't know a non conspiracy theorist, but he's possibly really. with an open mind. He's not open, more open mind than many. My opinion of him is he's not a conspiracy theorist. But no, I don't see him as a conspiracy. But he's not theorist. necessarily a dissenter of conspiracy theory. He'll he'll, mm. he'll listen to it, yeah, and make a judgment call on it, like he does with. Pretty much everything. Yeah, which is what we try to do on this podcast. Just uh, look at things with an open mind. Listen to anything, whether it's crazy or sane, doesn't really matter, and yeah. try and try and make some sense out so, of it. So, I mean, there's a lot of crazy shit, obviously, with 9-11. Like Absolutely, that yeah. The, that the planes weren't actually there. The planes were CGI. The planes were a holographic projection. Yeah. The planes were actually evil spirits. The planes were... They were the gin. Yeah. I was drinking too much gin. And when the, it happened and and yeah all all these people drank too much gin and <coughs> manu- manifested a plane <laughs> evil plane several planes four planes into and went into buildings yeah so i, I mean we've talked about this a lot um i haven't it's hard to believe any one thing like no it's i have it. a really weird relationship with 9-11 conspiracy theories and I understand a lot of people think they're tasteless and that you shouldn't discuss them and um, I, I get that I think you know it's it's always tragic when when you get thousands of people dying or more or yeah, less or I whatever even one person dying I can't is. really relate to that philosophy though that it's not something that shouldn't be talked you know it's well it should I think be it, talked about because I, I think I it guess... makes it more important to talk about it in a way I, you know I think you should be respectful but at the same time yeah definitely when a lot of people die it's more important to know why they died 
well, uh, than than it is to know, you know, why I don't know. A, a one power of the reasons fell down or something. One Who of the reasons about stuff like that. It's talked about so much, dude, is because the official story or whatever is hard. To, it's actually hard to. Yeah, it's hard it. to believe. It's, yeah. it's not. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Well, we talked about that last week, and you and I both, when we both saw it, had a reaction that it was at least incredible, if not unbelievable. And I don't use those words as superlatives. I mean, in the sense that it's hard to believe. Yeah, you are you actually know, being asked to you're accept being told. a lot when yeah. you accept the official um, story that's yeah. in you know that's promoted as and what happened. There's so many conspiracy theories about it. And they all fight amongst themselves. It's a whole... I think they're all insane. And uh, they may well be, you know. Like, we talked about that that whole Simon Shack thing. You remember the, yeah. si- the whole Simon Shack phenomenon? Yeah, he had a whole set of things that 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 happened, didn't he? That he explained. Well, he, he basically, his theory, he was, the as far as I know, the first person to come out with this theory. He might not have been. But the first exposure I had to the theory that there were, there were no planes at all during the event and that the entire thing was CGI and it only looked like that on television. Yeah, it only looked like that on television. So when people were looking up before the buildings exploded or you know, explosions mm. happened. That they would have just seen explosions. They, they wouldn't just, have seen the CGI. Yeah. You know, which again, like when you first hear it, it sounds crazy, but then he puts together this really slick uh, documentary with video footage and he, you know, he compares... Uh, you know pixel by pixel the shapes and stuff and zooms in on stuff and shows you stuff that just looks so weird and and strange yeah it you know in raises, the footage raises doubt it raises your doubts yeah, in, in the, the, what when, you're looking at when you combine all of those things that the, the one that got me though uh, in in his documentaries or i think it was a series of movies it might have been made into one one video later on um there was a it was called um something smoke and mirrors it was called and it was a, a little mini documentary that he made and it showed the you know the towers after the planes had hit them i think both planes had hit at this point there was smoke coming out the side yeah. and the smoke was mirrored in the sense that oh, okay. someone had taken you know a cutout of the smoke right. flipped it around scaled it up and then played it um so that it looked like it was a continuation of the smoke. So uh, presumably they could zoom out from the shot further or something like that. Right. And to me, that uh, that that's what got me. I was like, well, that's the sort of thing you do when you're making a movie. Like that's the sort of effect that I can believe in. Like not just, um, oh, the planes aren't real, but but being able to pull out from a shot. Sometimes you do stuff like that, you know, like when you're doing animation it, it and stuff. It makes sense. If you think about it from a, yeah. a video editing standpoint, then That's it makes right. sense. So all of a sudden I could see the reason why that one was done. And I could 100% see that the smoke was mirrored and that what he was talking about, yeah. it was exactly the same footage of smoke because he, he flips it back over and puts it, superimposes yeah, it, it over wasn't the original. Just, it wasn't just bias kicking in or anything. It actually, no, it was actually happening. You could visually accept it because it, it made sense. Yeah, so then I became receptive to all the rest of it yeah. and looked through it all and whatever. And I kept, But I kept remembering that that was the moment when I started to believe in this stuff. And it took me a while, probably over a year, um, of just suspending disbelief about that for you know for that period of time, to actually go back and say you know what I need to do I need to find that footage but not from his documentary I need to find the source of it yeah and work out where it came from because you can fake it 
Yeah, I mean, you, you could. can fake it. And I, I, I thought, why would someone do that? Why would someone fake it? And then I started to understand YouTube and people chasing yeah. views and stuff. And, of course. There's and motivations I thought, there. you know, could be faked. And it turns out that footage is nowhere else except in his documentary. Yeah. So. Um, in fact, you can find the footage uh, that it's based on, I think, but you can't find the actual zoomed out shot that he was talking about. So, so I, for, so I started looking what, at all the other stuff and realized that's probably yeah. all just bullshit. So and forget what for the it. fuck he was talking about. What, yeah. what, what does make more sense though, you know, in, in regard to, you know, what actually happened on nine 11. Well, I like to apply Occam's razor to as much as possible. Right. So Occam's razor being the simplest explanation is probably most the, likely, or yeah. at least when there's two alternative explanations, Choose the simplest one yeah. until you get down to the simplest explanation. To me, I, I don't think there's a huge conspiracy. I think um, all of this stuff about uh, no planes and whatever, you can just throw all that out the window. I think there were so, planes. So, I think Yeah, something definitely flew into the building. Didn't yeah, it? exactly. Well, it has to be because, because well, no, I think there had to be planes. Like, why would you believe that there's a hologram when they could actually fly a plane into a building? It's not like that that's impossible. So the nose coming out of the building... Well, it's just an anomaly. So what? I mean, you see things on TV. Like if you zoom into TV, it's three stripes of different colors. I can imagine. If you're getting close enough. People doubt that, uh, put that up as evidence that it wasn't a a plane or whatever. Yeah. But I can, but to me, it makes sense that it would go through. Well, even if it was a plane, there's no reason that, you know, you couldn't have something poke out the other end. Yeah. There's windows in the building, right? So it's conceivable that it could go through. These windows are just, you know, they're probably just, you know, reinforced it's glass. Gone through walls and stuff as well, uh, I guess. But um, but the World Trade Center is is like a mesh, you know, or it was like a mesh. Yeah. You know, it's it's basically a bunch of columns that stand up in the air. Yeah. And then glass yeah. sheeting behind you can, that. You can tell from the way it fell down. And then the floors are the the horizontal part of the mesh. Yeah. You can tell from the way it fell that how it was constructed almost. Yeah, pretty much. Or how it sort of did look. So, yeah, most of the conspiracy theories really focus on the controlled demolition idea, that, or, or at least the credible ones, the ones that are like the architects and engineers yeah. stuff. And that, that stuff, again, it's compelling, especially when they say, oh, this is coming from, you know, whatever it is now, like 2,400 experts who've all signed the petition. Um, but again, every time there's an appeal to experts, I tend to get a little bit <coughs> resistant to it as well and go, hmm. You know, I know I'm not an expert, but you just telling me your one doesn't really fly either. Yeah, I don't necessarily believe you know, you're an expert. They get, they just do these videos and they, they chuck on their suits and stuff and look all official and yeah, uh, it's like just it's just uh, it's just appealing to your different biases, isn't it? Yeah, this, this it is. guy's in a suit. It's so the he, appeal to authority. It's, yeah, uh, it's it's that. It's one of the one of the fallacies, I believe. I, you know, or one of the I don't know if it's a fallacy or whatever, but yeah. it's a well-known manipulative technique. Um, I, the the one video that I that I really like, I want to play a little bit of it, um, which is of course a James Corbett video. He does all the best stuff. He's uh, he's pretty good. Yeah. This one doesn't mention controlled demolitions at all. No. Um, all it does he is talks about the official story. Doesn't he? Just he just recounts the official story, uh, in a fairly you know um, compressed manner. So, um, I'll, I'll just play a bit of that, and we can we can chat about the merits of it. All right. On the morning of September 11, 2001, 19 men armed with box cutters directed by a man on dialysis in a cave fortress halfway around the world using a satellite phone and a laptop directed the most sophisticated penetration of the most heavily defended airspace in the world. 
overpowering the passengers and the military combat trained pilots on four commercial aircraft before flying those planes wildly off course for over an hour without being molested by a single fighter interceptor. These 19 hijackers, devout religious fundamentalists who like to drink alcohol, snort cocaine, and live with pink-haired strippers, managed to knock down three buildings with two planes in New York. While in Washington, a pilot who couldn't handle a single-engine Cessna was able to fly a 757 in an 8,000-foot descending 270-degree corkscrew turn to come exactly level with the ground, hitting the Pentagon in the budget analyst office where DOD staffers were working on the mystery of the $2.3 trillion that Defense Secretary Donald Rumsfeld had announced missing from the Pentagon's coffers in a press conference the day before on September. On September 10th. Yeah. So um, that goes on for four minutes. Goes through the whole story. Yeah. yeah. And already just in that, you know, one minute section, you know, there's a lot of stuff in there that just doesn't really sort of gel as as a good Two you know, planes, logical narrative. Three buildings. <laughs> well, there's always the uh, the building <laughs> seven uh, stuff. But that was just a, that's just a, a small part of what he's talking. He talks about yeah. they, how they achieved somehow achieved destroying three buildings with two planes. I mean, that just doesn't make sense. It's actually incorrect. On the day, there were four planes and four buildings, but one plane crashed into the ground. That's right. <laughs> so I guess maybe one, one of the buildings missed the other its plane. One? I hate missing a plane, don't what you? Happened, what happened to the, the, the fucking fourth plane or whatever? The Shanksville one? It just crashed into the ground. No, but there, you said there was four. Yeah, there are. Two went into buildings. Yeah. Where's the other one? Pentagon. You remember the Pentagon got a plane? Yeah, but did they find a plane? No, well, that's part of the conspiracy theory. Yeah. We're talking about there's the official no story, though. Yeah. In the official right. story, there's a plane. In so, the official story, there's a plane, yeah. Well, that's what we were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you want to get into the conspiracy, you've got to put the things straight, though. We've got to yeah, know what no, the I'm official story I'm was. I'm talking about the official story. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. So, yeah. Um, uh, I'm not as well-versed in the official story, probably, as I am in no, the you're probably not. conspiracy that, theory. That may not even be rare, I would imagine. that uh, I've probably put a lot more time trying to understand the conspiracy theories than I have the official yeah, that's why I was asking story about the of it. Yeah. But, yeah, four planes... Um, and four buildings but, came down. But yeah, I mean, he's in, in Corbett's recount, he's talking about what we're being asked to basically believe through the official story, right? That's right, yeah. And he's just saying it's uh, not all that believable. And, you know, you look at uh, individual facts like the um, the passport that was found and the, uh, the engine of the plane that was found under some, uh, you know, construction stuff. That apparently doesn't match what... That was the wrong engine for that type of plane. But then, you you know, as we said before, when we were talking about this, uh, you hear all of these things, you know, and and you go, well, I either have to take that for granted or I have to research for the rest of my life to find out if that's true. I don't know what the the engine of... You are fake news. Possibly, because there's no way to know. There's no way to know. There's too many facts to chase up. There would have to be... I mean, we talked about it earlier in this, that there's a lot of whole stuff out there about 9-11 yeah. it's it's really a, it's a, it's a muddy water that's right there is um but yeah the, one of the things that i've uh, always had in my head about 9-11 i've had this in my head it has to be five years or so um that that i've just never spoken about and i don't know why because i've always been obviously very interested in this topic and uh and in this particular idea which was i was watching a, a movie um, it was just some generic shitty disaster movie where a whole bunch of people were trapped in a building. And I feel like I've seen this movie. You may I have seen it. We may have watched it together, but I think I watched it alone. I can't remember, though. Yeah. 
Um, and I don't remember the, anything about the movie except I think there was a virus in the building and the building basically got locked down on quarantine. Yeah. And then they Wasn't were in it a... called Quarantine? No, there is a movie called Quarantine, but I've it wasn't I've definitely that one. seen a movie called Quarantine. Quarantine's more like a zombie movie where they all sort yeah. of turn into zombies. That's this right. one wasn't like that, I don't think. It wasn't like that. They were just they were just going to die People if the gas gonna... hit them, basically, and they were yeah. trying deadly, to get out of the deadly building. Deadly gas trapped in a building. Yeah, so getting back to farts. <laughs> that <would have laughs> That's why I segue. thought we were going with that story second. We were going to do... Ah, never mind. But this is the this is the third story. Oh, never mind. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Let's not let's not give people a window into the internal mechanisms <laughs> of how this whole thing gets thrown what together. What a shambles it actually is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. And anyway, they're in this stairwell. The the virus is circulating through the building. The whole thing's been shut down. They're not allowed out. Um, so they've been quarantined so that the rest the, of the public doesn't the, get the the deadly the virus nuclear shit cloud. Yeah. The, possibly everyone. the nuclear shit cloud. Whatever it was. And um, there's a military guy who knows what's going on on the outside, you know, like that, that who's obviously got experience in it all. And uh, somehow he gets word from someone outside that they're going to uh, demolish the building. They're going to kill them all. And it's the only the way. Building. It's like the only way to... Yeah, to, to completely destroy the, the, the virus. The virus. Yeah. And uh, one of the girls, uh, you know, busty uh, female leads says um how they're going to do like you know they're going to shoot us with missiles or whatever and he goes no every federal building is wired with explosives they're just going to set off the explosives that are already in the building and when i heard this i thought now i know why this movie exists it's to put that idea into the consciousness to of of 9-11 conspiracy theorists kind of sliding it in the back door of our consciousness too yeah almost because it's the first like i immediately connected it to 9-11 and said well one of the weaknesses of 9-11 conspiracy theories is that people always say um, there's no way that they could have um, got the explosives into the buildings. Yeah, that the conjecture is that, um, uh, yeah, that they couldn't have done it without someone knowing. Like, exactly. That someone why, would have seen it and someone would have reported it. if that's the case? Yeah. Exactly. And this is one way, if this is true, that, um, you know, that, that the, the explosives could have been in the buildings you know put in there during the construction of the building you know so that this is something that's like a dirty little secret of the u.s government every time they build a federal building or a public building they wire it to they wire the demolition of it because they know that these buildings have a useful life and that they um they you know they're not meant to stand forever no you know they're meant to stand for 50 to 100 years maybe and eventually just get demolished. So why not plan for it? You know, it's so hard to wire one they, of these buildings retrospectively. They plan for buildings to be affected by earthquakes as yeah. well. And be so, hit by planes. Yeah. <laughs> now. So hmm. it's not as unbelievable <coughs> as, you know, a lot of other conspiracy theory out there. Really? Well, to me, it's kind of like... Look, so, there's either no conspiracy theory... And, can't, can't, and, we, can't we find another a building that exists with this... Yeah, it, obviously you could. This conspiracy. But as I said to you, who has ever told who who has ever brought this up? When have you ever heard it? I heard it in a movie, some random movie that I nobody watched. I've, yeah, officially, uh, haven't heard anyone speak about it. No, it's never been a theory that I heard. So I had a quick research. Even, even people today. that that did speak about controlled demolition didn't speak about them being wired no, for that during. I've, I've never heard anyone say that the that the explosives could have been built into the building during construction. I've just never heard that concept no, before. No. And that's why I think I've been silent on it for like five years because it's it's been in my head. But I finally what today, movie was it? 
What uh, movie was it? Look, if I can work it out, I'll, I'll link to the IMDb page. I tried to search sure, for I've it. I tried it. really hard, but I just couldn't find it. Yeah, it's, just it's possible it's been deleted. I mean, maybe it was really put out there just to put this idea into the public consciousness. And then Mandela poof, Effect. Could be Mandela you Effect. You remember well. a movie? I don't remember it. <laughs> weird. Yeah, weird. Maybe it's, maybe it's gone <laughs> now. But it doesn't matter whether it's a real movie. It's the concept no, that I wanted to sort of right. talk about. It's interesting, but it's, it's interesting that... Um, you know, when you mentioned it, I felt like, yeah, that's I've seen that movie, but I can't. Yeah. But it's so sort of forgettable and nondescript that I, I've forgotten what the title of it is or anything. But I did. I think initially it reminded me of that quarantine movie, which is yeah. Not, well, not there's the a lot same. of there's a lot of movies that are similar concept. Movie. Yeah, um, that's why it's hard to find. It's I just I just can't remember. It had some generic name, you know, the destruction of Building Six or something. You know, like it was just some dumb yeah. disaster movie B-grade, title. B grade video title, right? Yeah, and like it was definitely a B-grade movie. It's not something that... I mean, Straight it would have been direct-to-DVD, direct yeah, or possibly VHS. I don't know. VHS. I can't remember how long ago it was. So anyway, I just decided to research this to see if it's actually ever been said before. Yeah, has it? It has. Um, almost not at all, like we said. Yeah, um, sliding into the, into the back door of our consciousness. Yeah, but if you go um, specific enough with your search... You can find an article on Veterans Today um, called Skyscrapers Pre-Wired to Come Down. And it actually talks about not just uh, federal buildings, but all buildings, or at least in America, um, have yeah. been constructed with explosives built in. Don't we just need to find a, a, we just need to find a building that's... Well, we need to know what to it. look for. So we wouldn't know what to look for. Well, it has to be a federal building for, no, for one thing. No, no. This, is, this says all buildings, basically. All buildings. It says, yeah, it's basically the, the standard. And it's obviously a huge secret because if people knew that the building that where they're renting space for their office was wired with explosives... They don't really want to know they that. probably would be a little bit uncomfortable that's, about it. That's, it's plausible that that's the reason it's kept clandestine is because yeah. it would be... Uh, it's possible. Like, Okay, so you, you think about James Corbett's video, right? Yeah. All of that stuff. It, it sounds implausible. It sounds like a cover-up. But it doesn't reveal what they're covering up. People assume it's because they use, you know, particle beam weapons or something. Yeah, directed or, energy. Directed or, energy. Or, or, you know, that it was the US government that did it or whatever. Projections. But actually, the truth that's coming out about 9-11 isn't that it was the, the US government or that they may have been complicit, but that it was actually Saudi Arabia and that they were actually trying to cover up the Saudi connection more than anything else. Yeah. You know, there were 28 pages removed from the original 9-11 report that were released uh, a year or two ago. And all those, pa- I mean, the pages weren't that significant. The only thing people could work out why they might have been removed was that it actually mentioned some Saudi funding that moved around, uh, you know, that may have been related to, to 9-11. I think people just didn't want, you know, the US didn't want people pointing the finger at the Saudis because they have a friendly relationship. No, they wanted to the Saudis have the oil. Maintain links there. And, and uh, yeah, you don't want to upset the Saudis too much. So, no. um, so I found this article and it also has a interview. It comes with an associated interview with a guy who claims his father was part of the construction of the World Trade Center and that, yes, they did. Build in, yeah. And that his father was actually incensed about the irresponsibility of doing this because obviously it could be set off by terrorists or by mistake. There's obviously dangers to it. There's, yes, it's a bit dangerous, isn't it? Yeah. 
you know, unless you want something to explode, you probably shouldn't put explosives in it. Exactly. Yeah, you better to not put explosives in it. If the explosives weren't there, it would be much less likely that the building would explode. That's right. So here's a bit of that interview anyway, uh, just maybe to leave people with because we're over an hour into this. Um, This is a decent length, this one. But I I think last week was about an hour. Yeah, it was. So I'll just play a short section of this just so that you guys can uh, hear it. And, uh, you know, obviously we'll leave all the links to this stuff uh, in our in our description box as well. So, yeah. My family has generations going back in construction. The World Trade Center in particular was a project that really got my dad all worked up until the introduction of the uh, demolition system that was mandated just after Nixon took office in 1969 in January. Now, it may have been in the background in the paperwork, but my dad didn't know about it until the steel was already up five stories. Was your, was I went your, around town. Yeah. Was your, was your dad actually involved in the construction then, Howard? Yeah, yes, he was. He was one of the three or four people that uh, worked out of Seattle under the name of Skilling and Associates. He worked for Howard Wright Construction for about 20 years by that time, and as well as doing work out in the middle of Idaho at the reactor station out there, he went off to New York maybe, I don't know, half a dozen times between, like, 1966 and... 1968, when they finally procured the bid. That was during that time I uh, got acquainted with the project, and uh, in 1968, we started getting progress reports and blueprint packages at our house in Seattle. And I used to look through those, and my dad was, we were all really happy about the project and stuff. Dad was going to go to New York to work on the project. My brother and I were going to be able to have the house there by ourselves in Seattle. But then when they introduced the demolition system, my dad said, you know, putting a demolition system in a thir- two 1,300-foot-tall buildings in the middle of New York City and walking off and leaving it, that is insane. Now, I think they're all insane. Nice. And John so, agrees there because it is, like I said, it's that's pretty dangerous, right? Wiring absolutely. Wiring a huge it's building a, to explode. Is it something, a secret, that would be protected so heavily that it would lead to all of these 9-11 conspiracies? It's possible, right? Never being refuted because you would have to admit that the buildings were wired when they were built. Yeah, so it the demolition theory. And possibly that would lead to the question that I, I would assume almost everybody who comes across this idea asks, which is, which other buildings fall into this category? Well, that's what I was saying, yeah. Can't we find a building that still exists it's wired to explode? I think 100% you could if you knew what to look for. Yeah. Um, and this article does talk about it the, maybe we should do that Let's, the interview talks about it. maybe we'll make it a thing maybe we'll we'll blow this thing wide open right we'll, we'll solve it we'll go to we'll, we'll go to you know close by to ground zero we'll find another building that's wide to explode all right let's go find one and uh film it <laughs> i mean i i just find that more plausible than anything else i've ever heard on the topic yeah because everything else just is is confusing and, and leads in circles and you, you, you and watch perhaps, one thing and you get convinced. You read another thing and you get convinced. Perhaps that's the purpose of, that. of it. Perhaps that's why it's there. To maybe. Be, be misdirection. To yeah, direct people away from what actually happened and for people, you know, making it harder for people to actually work it out. Yeah. And, and, you know, quantify it in their own minds. Well, that's right. Yeah. So maybe, maybe, maybe tomorrow, yeah. the anniversary, just have a think about that. It's yeah. been uh, 16 years now. Since fucking long time. It's been a long time. Makes me feel a bit old, actually, thinking about it. It's almost, it was almost 20 years ago. It's getting up to 20 years ago, that type of stuff. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
depressing stuff, but very still very interesting. I did get obsessed with it for a while. I was pretty obsessed. Oh yeah, with it. yeah, that was what was going because I there was a content. while there where I just couldn't imagine something more important. Yeah, well, um, it's pretty. It's it's a huge thing. It's a massive yeah, thing. Yeah, it's a lot of, so certainly made a big difference to how how our lives operate. It's made a difference to every single person's life on the planet, in some way, right? Western Western West, people, Western society, yeah. not as much to people who don't. You know, people who live in dirt still live in dirt. So yeah, the dirt hasn't, hasn't really changed changed that. Yeah, yet. and I think that's when you come back to the idea that maybe it isn't actually the most important thing that's ever happened. It's no. Um, it's more it important may, to us because of our position in life. But at the end of the day, you could weigh that up against, uh, you know, 3,000 people are probably going to die today from starvation or something like that, whatever the stats yeah, are. Yeah, there's probably things it's that not really, take out more people yeah, it's, on the planet that are more and one thing worthy that, of attention. One thing that really disturbs me about 9-11, and I think you'll probably find this is true for you too, Rodders, uh, and probably most people who look into the conspiracy theories, is every time I come across an explanation that makes sense and is not a giant conspiracy, I feel this sense of disappointment. And that's when I know that I've got a bias towards sort of having my mind blown. It almost became like a drug there for a while. Mm. Like I loved that Simon Shack stuff because it was like showing me something I'd never thought of before. And it caused all this activity in my brain and probably release of dopamine and serotonin and all this crap. And, uh, you know, that's an unhealthy way to look at things. I mean, I, you know, you shouldn't enjoy these things too much. You know, it should be more... No, people died. Yeah, and it should be more a pursuit of truth and not a rush. That's more what it is Yeah. now. Um, I think I'd probably, you know, had the same thing for a while there, just starting yeah. conspiracy video crazy and just watching everything I could, could find. Yeah. All the uh, mind-blowing... Uh, facts or whatever and you kind of, yeah you kind of get get addicted like you said you do you get you a do. rush from having your mind blown on I've, youtube I've, I've come full circle now and if i had to if there was a way to prove 100 percent that the official story was the correct sequence of events that it was yeah. all true um i think i could accept it now but i wouldn't have been able to probably five years ago hmm. i would have just said whatever source you give me for that they're, they're tainted they're liars you know that the, your proof is, without, is crap without sort of acknowledging that without the, really looking at it where, yeah. yeah without looking at the actual information but also probably not seeing um the information you're sourcing yourself as being as tainted or more credible or something yeah, like that or, or possibly having bias applied to it as well yeah and that too so yeah it's sort of i don't know maybe that's um, the natural progression of this you know you start off with all the conspiracy theory and 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 uh, giving credit to crazy shit yeah and then you come back and realize have a, have a moment of self-actualization where you go hang on what am i actually buying into here yeah. like i'm I really kind of should we'll look at this a lot closer and decide whether it's healthy information or not for my yeah, you, you kind perspective of, on the world you're you know? feeding a beast essentially yeah, that's right. giving it attention that it doesn't deserve um, not that 9/11 doesn't deserve attention, but the conspiracy theories themselves. Some a lot the of them, yeah. a lot of them, you just need Pretty to look garbage. at them and just go. Listen, it'll take me two years to unravel all of this, but I'm just going to say no. Some That's of the theories not it. actually belong in the. Oh, great use of sound effects. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we probably wrap it up there. Yeah, wrap it up. We're at like an hour and twelve minutes now. Fucking marathon episode. Yeah, let's see how fast you can wrap up. See, maybe we should. Maybe we shouldn't do three topics anymore. It's probably might be yeah. too many. 
I know we had like five planned though. We, we, cut, already, we already cut two things. Better to have too much than not enough. But um, yeah, we yeah we're we're running long on some of these. Not that uh, not that it really matters, I guess. But no, nah, no one no one's going to care. I don't think. Probably not. And this stuff is fascinating. It's I mean, let's face riveting, it, riveting. It's riveting. It's mesmerizing. It's polarizing. So. <laughs> it's ising ising. So that's it. Gonna end it there. See you later, world. That's been the twelve forty hangover cure. Uh, we're on iTunes. We've got a website. We, we have a website. We have a website. Twelve forty podcast.com. www. Yeah, you don't need the w. You never need the www. That's another don't conspiracy hate people theory. Say that. Start web addresses with that. Just don't. Just twelve forty podcast.com. We don't call it the World Wide Web anymore, people. No, we did in nineteen ninety five. Internet now. We yeah. don't need the wobble wobble. No. no. It, unless it's in uh, you know dubstep. That's right. The wobble base. Yeah, that's where it belongs now. Yeah, that's where it's that's its place in society. That's its place now. Dubstep music. Yeah. yeah. Skrillex. www.1240podcast.com. <laughs> so go there and you can check out all the podcasts there. Rate us on iTunes if you want. Or, you know, I don't know, just do something to bring down iTunes. Actually, I don't like Apple at all. Destroy iTunes. and uh, Burn if, it to the fucking ground. If you watch that link, actually, in the, uh, in the DMT machine video, it turns that, you know, remember it turns that, the Apple logo yeah. has a mirror of itself and it actually has a picture of a grey there. If yeah, you, if it's, it's interesting. It's, it's interesting, probably, but yeah. Probably just a fluke. I reckon someone could see the Apple logo and imagine it turn the other way and then imagine it as a mirror yeah. Yeah, and imagine that doing that. Let's you know. face it, it does also look like an Apple. So It sure does. Yeah. Like if you're going to draw with an a, Apple. With a bite taken out of it. Yeah, yeah, if you're going to draw an Apple, and obviously that represents Adam and Eve, whatever, temptation of the Apple. There's yeah. the symbolism there, but you don't need to put two logos together. Don't and need like to. That. It's it's a drawing of an apple. That's right. There's not many other ways it can look. It's not necessarily a symbol of aliens existing. Yeah. Anyway, we were nearly we were nearly out, <laughs> and we started it up again. Yeah. Goodbye, so, world. So bad. See you next week. Yeah. Twitter as well at twelve forty podcast at twelve forty podcast at twelve forty podcast. And if you can help us reshare the episodes, that's the hardest part of doing these. You yeah. can't grow an audience unless. Your audience of one will help you reshare or your audience of three or whatever it is we've got at the moment. Well, you'd think with Trump that we'd get a bit more traction. Yeah, you'd think so. In the world community, right? Yeah. You'd think with <laughs> having Trump as a fan, having the leader of the free world as a fan, you'd think maybe that's, enough. Maybe that's the reason, exact reason people don't listen to us. Maybe, yeah. Trump, please stop recommending the podcast. Stop re- recommending You're tainting it. our reputation. Son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. See you later, world. That's it. That's it, I'm not talking anymore. End. Give us a you are fake news and I'll stop. You are fake news. Right, I'm stopping it now.